Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Kamala Harris is ready. She's locked. She's loaded. She's laughing. (laughs) She's ready to lead whether you like it or not, and chances are you're not going to like it one bit. Tell old man Biden to step aside. There's a new sheriff in town. And now that she's done throwing single moms in jail, she's going to run a country. Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh, God, we are doomed. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I didn't mean to scare you, everybody. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. It was CNN that that did this, this write-up. Oh, a pretty big write-up. Inside Kamala Harris's quiet effort to break through the Biden campaign's information bubble. Now, I, I must admit to you, I'm not quite sure what that means. What do you, what, what, what bubble? Oh, you mean that Joe Biden is tan rested and ready? That Joe Biden has got everything together? That this is a man of by and for the people, and he's got a perfectly sound mind? Or no. Nay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not, let's not, you know, say that about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, to this day, can still order his favorite ice cream. Please clap. This is, I mean, no. Huh. I thought you guys were more easily impressed. Everybody, of course, discussing whether or not Biden's a guy who is going to be on the ticket. I have made the argument of no. He will be replaced at the convention. And this wasn't my original thought. My original thought was it's too late. It's too late to change Joe Biden. And I get that argument. I I, I still in my head go through it. There's just no way. None. That they can make this work. And if they do... That in and of itself is a statement. And that statement is, we didn't have another option. We didn't really feel we had anybody who could defeat Donald Trump. Which, I mean, that would be a, that would be a remarkable, remarkable statement. Either they didn't feel they, didn't, they had anybody or, or they didn't have anybody who was willing to put themselves out there to try and do it. I mean, why else would you keep Joe Biden? The only reason to keep him is you actually believe that it is your best shot or that nobody else wanted the shot. Now, we can all be perfectly clear that Gavin Newsom desperately wants the shot. But Gavin Newsom is never going to get the shot. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. You're white. 
It's the Democratic Party, and they're not going to replace Joe Biden with a white man. It's just, it's just, there's just, no. It's not going to happen. I don't care what you say, Gavin. I don't care how you how wonderful you think you are. Now go home and get your f-ing shine box. It's not going to happen. By the way, the what was it? The deficit in in California worse than they than they assumed. Eh, well, it's what happens when everybody leaves, and yet you keep spending like everybody's still there. Kamala Harris is a heartbeat away and never has a heartbeat meant so much or been so palpable. She wants to show that she is the right person, has what it takes to make this happen. Kamala Harris has one problem, though. I made that loop. Do we have an idea of when I made that loop? Oh, I made that in 2019. I made that four months before COVID. September of 2019 is when I made that. I just sitting here, putting together the show, doing the show, during I think one of the commercial breaks, I just got out the the program, a little Adobe audition, and I made this loop. This loop goes on for 60 seconds. <laughs> and in it, you fully encapsulate the problem that the vice president has. She is unserious and nobody takes her serious. People have left her orbit. She blames everybody for her failures, but the, 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 the word is out. She doesn't study. She doesn't research. She doesn't put in the effort. Everybody on her team is at fault for anything she gets wrong, anything that gets mismanaged, anything that gets misunderstood. It's always somebody else. And every single time she speaks, every single time she talks, she ends up laughing, giggling, Chuckling, chortling, and sounding like an absolute weirdo in every single conversation. Kamala Harris doesn't sound like somebody who is a leader. Kamala Harris sounds like this. I see our college students. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I love Gen Z. I don't know if some, you know, I love Gen Z. <laughs> so, okay, for the older adults, this is going to be a humbling thing I'm about to share with you. If someone is 18 years old today, they were born in 2005. <laughs> oh, yeah, check that out. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. She did math. She subtracted and then said, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess you weren't. You weren't ready. You weren't ready for that. Oh, the mind of Kamala Harris. Ho, 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 ho. It is a splendid thing. Excuse me while I whip this out. There's my brain for the world to see. You're going to trust this person with the White House? You're going to trust this person to negotiate against Vladimir Putin? Xi Jinping? Nicolas Maduro? My God, what would you trust this person to do? Yet CNN wants to give you a 10-minute read. Lord knows how many thousands of words they gave you about how Kamala Harris is gearing up for leadership. If that was the case, how come nobody's talking about her? If that was the case, how how come nobody is addressing her and thinking about her as the clear response to Joe Biden's issues as we've discussed them? And don't don't look to, to the political right. I, I know there are going to be some of you saying, well, see, the problem is the racists or Republicans, blah, blah, blah. Who on the political left is talking about Kamala Harris? One of the uh, key uh, rules in, 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 in this world is, is that, at least I think, is that one must be honest with themselves at all times. How possibly can you come up with proper answers, proper conclusions, engage any level of a hypothesis, a theory, an idea, a thought, if you aren't starting with honesty? Kamala Harris is not discounted because she's black or uh, a woman of color. She's discounted because she's dumb. Now, some people will find that statement to be bigoted, but it's not. I, in in case you didn't know this, I am white. Holy crap, I am freaking out. I am. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, would you look at that? And I called that to my wife. I said, babe, babe, I'm, babe, I'm white. And she said, uh, if this marriage is is built on a lie. This marriage is a lie. I'm I'm out the door. I said, nope, it's true. Here it is. Here it is right there, as easy as can be. Easy to understand. I have met plenty of white people. Some brilliant. Some normal. Some dumb as a stump. I have met black people. (gasps) Now, I wasn't going to do the I have black friends thing. That's just ridiculous. I've met black people. Some brilliant. Some dumb as a stump. Some right in the middle. I have met Jews. Some brilliant. Some right in the middle. Some Dumb as a stump. And if you put any other group in there, you will find that you have this mix of people. Kamala Harris is dumb as a stump. Kamala Harris is unserious. 
Kamala Harris will not do the work that is necessary because Kamala Harris doesn't understand the work that is necessary. Her advancement has come from a mix of what it is she looks like, her politics, and then, of course, her Willie Brown willingness. This is what happened. Why are you looking at me like that? This is what happened. This is what the record states. How dare you get angry with me for noting what the record states. But what cannot be denied is that she has been dismissed by her own party. Absolutely pushed aside. She is not thought of as serious. She is not thought of as a contender. Yet here's CNN to try and build her up. Here is uh, the, 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 the quote. At the very end uh, of, of, uh, of the article. She's a very gifted, smart, capable strategist who knows how to win. I'm sorry. Are we talking about Kamala Harris? Gifted, smart, capable strategist who knows how to win? This is the same capable, gifted, smart strategist. I assume they're talking about Kamala Harris. The same gifted, smart, capable strategist who ran for president and couldn't last through the first primary. Gifted, smart, and capable? I think you're trying too hard. I think you're trying upstream. The party, the Democratic Party has spoken. It may not be Biden, but it definitely isn't Kamala. That is settled. I'm Tony Katz. find a member of the royal family I actually liked. Not a member of the royal family I didn't find hot. That, look, Pippa is, I've said enough. And if Meghan Markle wasn't so awful, Meghan Markle from the days of Suits, I, I, I won't lie. Seriously, producer Landon, nothing? Can I get a little... We'll back, we'll back yeah, up on that. Yeah, I got you. I got yeah, you. Okay. I'm Thank, with you. I'm with you. Thank you. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Oh, dear Lord. Goodness gracious. But it's very hard to like this family. King Charles, uh, way too uh, environmental, way too left. Although, you know, he, 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 he is now again loved by the British people. And so is Camilla Parker Bowles. You want to talk about how things change. Of course, nobody loves Harry. He did it to himself. And there should be no place for him in the royal family. Nobody wants that. I don't think anybody wants the reconciliation. They want William to look at him and say, you know what? Nah. You go live your life with the Queen B, uh, capital B, uh, there, uh, and, and, and do your thing, and that's it. That's it. You and then and uh, little Archie, was it Archie and Lilibet, whatever the kids, are, you know what? I'm going to forget that, that, that you're even a brother. That's, that's what William's saying. But then he comes out and calls for an end of the war in Gaza. 
Since when does the prince make political statements? Too many have been killed. I remain deeply concerned about the terrible cost of the conflict in the Middle East since the Hamas terrorist attack on 7 October. I appreciate him remembering that it was Hamas who attacked Israel. There is a desperate need for increased humanitarian support to Gaza. It's critical that aid gets in and the hostages are released. I appreciate a mention of the hostages being released. But the issue is Israel this or Israel that? This has to end? He is the first person, you know what? Maybe I read it wrong. Maybe I should be more appreciative of William. Calling for a release of the hostages. Because that does not happen. It certainly didn't happen from uh, former Speaker Nancy Pelosi doing an interview with a, a British journalist. Holy hell. Isn't the danger for the U.S. that if you don't like what Israel is doing, and the president has made it clear that some of what Israel is doing he doesn't like, and and you go on supplying them with hardware to do those things, you own this operation every bit as much as they do, don't you? No, we don't. We don't. We have always supported Israel as our national security friend, largely because it was in our interest to do so. At largely because we didn't do so. We had shared values that only democracy uh, in the region. Uh, the behavior of Netanyahu is, in my view, inexcusable in terms of how it has affected the collateral damage to children and families and the rest. But nobody can take away the right of any country to defend itself that has been brutally attacked in that way. Uh, the uh, 28,000 Palestinian lives is more than self-defense, yeah. isn't it? It's more than self-defense. Is that right? First, you're going to take the word of Hamas, a terrorist organization, at this number 28,000. The Gaza Health Ministry is Hamas. They can't get running water to the people. They can't make hospitals really function. They know exactly how many people are dead and how many are women and how many are children and how it's all the fault of the Israelis. This is the word you're going to take. Netanyahu is the problem. No conversation regarding Hamas. Oh, sure, they burned babies alive and took hostages, but, oh, 28,000, that's a bridge too far. If I were Hamas, I wouldn't burn babies alive, rape women, and take hostages. That should be the lesson. And all this ends when Hamas gives up the hostages and Hamas gives up. So I must admit, I first looked at Prince William's statement here. Why are you getting involved? I know he's getting back up from the prime minister, Rishi Sunak. But why are you getting involved? But maybe I should appreciate the idea that he's willing to say it's critical that aid gets in and the hostages are released. Because at least I've got somebody on the world stage saying hostages should be released. Maybe I have found the uh, member of the royal family I like. As opposed to Nancy Pelosi, who has nothing to like. She won't even stand up to a guy proactively stating that Hamas isn't the problem, but Israel is. Then again, she won't stand up to Rashida Tlaib or Ilhan Omar, so one should not be surprised. This is Tony Katz today.
First quality has to be somebody that you think will be a good president, because if something should happen, you have to have somebody that's going to be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there. And he's been, he's been so great. He's been such a great advocate. I, I have to say, I don't. this is in a very positive way, Tim Scott. He has been much better for me than he was for himself. I watched his campaign, and he doesn't like talking about himself. But boy, does he talk about Trump. And I said, you know, I called him. I said, Tim, you're better for me than you were for yourself. But he's fantastic, and he's a fantastic person. Uh, so no, someone, who can, somebody that can, someone who can step into the role. Most importantly, you have to view that. The audience has uh, been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Uh- Which names come up for you? Who are the choices for vice president, if indeed the nominee is Trump? And I don't even know how the nominee isn't Trump. At this stage of the game, I mean, the kind of things that would have to happen are not the kind of things you talk about in, you know, public. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. So who are the people that are being considered? It was town hall last night. Trump, uh, Laura Ingram uh, did the hosting. and, And of course, you heard there about Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, here's how the conversation went. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yep. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. Um, our, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Our, our, are they all on your short list? And when can you when can we expect that you will so announce your choice? The one thing that always surprises me is that the VP choice has absolutely no impact. It's whoever the president is. It just seems uh, I remember when Sarah Palin was actually picked and she did have a big up. And then uh, they just went after her at a level that nobody seen. The Republicans themselves went after what they did. But you'll be a one term president because you've already served. Yeah. So you can only serve for one term, although they say you'll never leave office. I assume uh, yeah, that you'll do. never leave. There'll never be an ele- another say, election. Don't again. do it. He'll never leave. He's yeah. never going. Oh, these people. They um, are so for that reason, it is important. So, who you're, who you so I think it's very important. But look. First is that, as we said, it has to you know, do with whoever is, you know, it's a very important position for that reason. Uh, you would like to get somebody that could help you from the voter standpoint. And honestly, all of those people are good. They're all good. They're all solid. And I always say I want people with common sense because there's so many things happening in this country that don't make sense. Who wants an open border? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants all electric vehicles? And they're fine, but you want to have choice. You want to go to combustion. You want to go to to uh, the, any hybrid. I think the hybrid are much better from that standpoint. But you talk, we were talking about faucets. We're talking about, we're talking about so much. It's all based on common sense. We want a strong military. So who's the common sense choice for VP out of that list? I mean, thinking about that list, going over that list. By the way, let me know what you think on, on the X at Tony Katz, 833-468-8669. Tony at TonyKatz.com. However you want to get in touch. Um, I'll let me rule some things out just for the sake of conversation. I cannot envision the planet in which Ron DeSantis accepts the vice president role. And I cannot envision the idea that somehow I should take a look at Tulsi Gabbard and be like, oh, that's good.
Are we all insane? Next, you're going to tell me I should vote for RFK. No. Being right on vaccines, believing in free speech are good things. Thinking that someone shouldn't be forced to taking a vaccine is a good thing. Tulsi Gabbard is a progressive. RFK is a guy who used to say that if you didn't believe in global warming, you should go to jail. Now, I'm told that he doesn't say that anymore. Well, that's great. But I have been in the room with the man. I've interviewed the man. And I have heard him give speeches discussing not so much raising taxes, but just about readjusting and reapportioning. And holy hell, I wouldn't let that man near a lever of power for anything. I like Tulsi Gabbard. I have, for years, when she was a member of Congress, stated from behind this microphone, right here where I am right now, that she drives me absolutely crazy. It doesn't even make sense that she's a Democrat. It doesn't. It's clear that she's got a divide. And then she supports Bernie Sanders. And I say, okay, we're done here. We're done, we're finished, we're good. I have nothing left to say. I have nothing left to offer. I can't have a conversation with you. I can't do it. I'm not about to do it. Bernie Sanders, the same guy who told you that bread lines were good things? You actively proactively supported this? Nah. We're not going to be we're not going to be doing this. We're not going to be pretending that support for him isn't completely and totally disqualifying. Because it is completely and totally disqualifying. So we can say that Ron DeSantis is out. Ron DeSantis doesn't have to be around this stuff at all. Ron DeSantis should control himself and be like, no, thank you. And Tulsi Gabbard is out. I like some of the things she says. I I like how she is on free speech. I like that she stands up. But support for Bernie is disqualifying. Said it, meant it, not apologizing for it. That leaves the rest. Now, I would state that that one of the things that Trump said is, is very true, although I think it's, it's outrageously insulting to say, eh, it doesn't matter who you pick for VP. He then came back around and said, yeah, sure, it helps with some votes. He said, it doesn't matter who you pick for VP. That's 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 a weird thing to say. That is a weird thing to say. Oh, by the way, this is that Bernie line. You know, it's funny. Sometimes American journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food. That's a good thing. In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and the poor starve to death. Hey, Tony, how come you're not a communist? Well, that.
that insanity. Uh, he is right that Tim Scott is probably better at talking up him. Trump is right that Tim Scott is better at talking up Trump than talking up himself. I, I like Tim Scott. I thought that he he's an admirable guy. He is. He's a decent, decent dude. Is he ready to lead the country? Possibly. But I think he would be greatly helpful to to Trump. And Tim Scott has the Mike Pence quality. What is the Mike Pence quality? It's, it's, It's the same exact reason why I said Mike Pence won't be president. I like Mike Pence on a personal level. He's always been very, very nice. We've had some some very, very good conversations. Mike Pence is a believer in the very concept of servant leadership. And Tim Scott absolutely is within this mold. I'm not opposed to the idea. What I have come to recognize is that servant leadership does not necessarily lead to the best leaders. Servant leadership is a great way of describing the number two. Leadership takes a level of brashness, brazenness. Some parts of you need to be brass. And the people who really connect themselves to servant leadership. I'm not, I'm not eschewing those people. I'm not trying to denigrate those people. I have, a, I have a great respect. But it is very rare that that puts you in the number one position. It is almost as if de facto, by its very nature, it puts you in the number two. It puts you as a supporter and not as the guy. So for this, I could see Tim Scott. I cannot see really Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, in the election, I thought he came across as smarmy. I, I, I did. I thought he came across as a guy who was just a giant jerk. He had, however, some fantastic digs. He had some fantastic lines. I don't see him as vice president because I don't think Trump wants anybody who would compete with him for any level of limelight. And I don't think Ramaswamy as vice president can be constrained in his talking points. Now, I also must tell you that I'm not quite sure how the Trump supporter is going to deal with Ramaswamy. Let's go back to this commentary from January, mid-January 2024, a month ago. Give or take a month ago, this was Leo Terrell. I've said it for the last three weeks. You cannot trust Vivek. He is not a Trump supporter. He's a Trump hater. This guy is in the race to hurt Donald Trump. Vivek is only interested in Vivek. He uses Trump's slogans to trick you. I've been a lawyer for 30 years. I know the game. I've read this guy. 
This guy is a slick con man. Vivek is not in the race for Trump or for America. He's in the race to satisfy his ego. Now, explain to me how the Trump supporters like, well, that was then. And now he's just fine. Sorry. For me, that dog won't hunt. So, so far from our list, we've got Tim Scott. Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, I would say is possible. But we should ask ourselves, are we looking to Trump's VP as the next presidential name up? Well, in order to have this conversation, we need to be able to speak honestly to one another. And it's something that doesn't get discussed at all. Trump is 77. 77. When the election occurs, Trump will be 78. You understand. You understand. That age is not on his side. And bad things do happen. And natural things do happen to people who are approaching 80. Maybe this vice president thing matters a little more than we thought. Maybe one of the things you need for a vice president is somebody who will be able to engage as a number two, not step on toes, and if the moment should come, could step in and be a steward only to get to the next election that they don't run in. Is this what we need? Because that could shape who we choose as vice president. You choose Vivek Ramaswamy, he's running. You choose Tim Scott, maybe not. Christy Nome, I don't know, although I would assume a running. People have yet to start having this conversation regarding Trump because they don't want to discuss this part of it. The age conversation works on Trump as well as it works on Biden. Now, the idea that somehow they're not all there doesn't work as well on Trump as it works on Biden, but the age conversation does. So this short list, sure, that's the short list. The idea that it's the only names on the short list, oh, I don't believe that. Why would I believe that? Remember, this is Trump. Keep him guessing until the final reveal. And sometimes the final reveal has a twist. These are the names he's mentioned. Some names I can see, some names I can't. The only names on the list, I ain't buying that for a second. I'm Tony Katz. People around our country are destroying it and they're doing it on purpose. And there's no doubt about that in my mind. And I've withheld judgment for a number of years now, but with yeah. what they've done at the border, 
completely changing the population of the country, letting in millions and millions of people who have no connection to the United States, can't possibly help our economy, can't possibly unify our very fractured civic culture, um, and whose loyalty to a knowledge of the United States is completely in question. In fact, their identities are in question. We don't know who they are. And they're coming through a country in the middle of a drug war. The whole thing is not, by the way, bad management. They're not doing their job. No. no. They're destroying the United States on purpose. And so I begin with that. So the idea that those same people are going to somehow affect positive change in Eastern Europe, a region they know nothing about, and it's demonstrable. They don't know anything at all. Um, it's like insane to me. And the fact that Republican leaders who really are either yeah. in many cases just dumb, they just don't know, or they're controlled, that is true, um, are on board with this is just infuriating. Now, the idea that we have people in the U.S., elected officials who want to destroy the country, well, this is not a new concept or thought as we watch, whether we're talking about the border, whether we're talking about uh, the unlimited borrowing, whether we're talking about uh, cultural uh, uh, attacks, this is not new or shocking. But to then say, well, and that's why they're wrong to support Ukraine, uh, Tucker and I have a disagreement. I will get deeper into this in the days ahead. This is Tony Katz today.